Hey, what's going on, good people? This is Coach Donald with Training Well Done. Here for you to teach you the what, the why, the how of good quality training. And today, we're going to talk about why you're not losing weight, all right? And a few reasons that I consistently find for this. Now, we all had to deal with the COVID shutdowns earlier this year. I, for one, had a big moment over a stretch uh, of mindfulness. And when I think about people's health, fitness, performance, a lot of it really revolves around mindfulness. And what we're going to talk about in this episode is about mindfulness. Now, people that I've come in contact with, just my personal life, through my gym, uh, and through other aspects, fall into a couple categories. They got really fit, lost weight or something along the lines of what they wanted to happen to their bodies. And then other people, they got less fit and they ballooned up in weight and they packed on the COVID-19. And so not to say that there aren't people in the middle, but I consistently hear a lot of conversation about one way or the other. And for surprisingly, I ended up losing weight and I wasn't trying to lose weight, but there was an increased, if I'm going to be really honest, frugality with how much I was eating and a level of a high level of increase in activity. And there was a mindfulness of how much I was eating, when I was eating, what I was eating, and then a big mindfulness on staying active just to manage anxiety a lot. I was running like six days a week, five, six, seven days a week, whereas traditionally I might run like three days a week at most. And so there was a big shift in that activity. And I found a lot of people did fall into that category or many others fell into this shift of, yeah, I'm going to do a lot less because I'm stressed and because I have to work from home and this, that, and the third. So this is also, we're going to cover, yeah, this is also looking at overall people struggle to lose weight. Now, this is like a multi-billion dollar industry with health, fitness, especially when it comes to weight loss because we live in a world of plenty. Well, we live in a country of plenty, at least. And so we have indulgence. We have high level of access to foods that are just not that optimal for you. So I'm going to talk about a few things, but I want to lead in with my general recommendation that I make for people to eat well. It is to eat a plant-based lifestyle, to eat, uh, to eat a, to have a plant-based lifestyle eating. That is not to be vegan or vegetarian per se, but that is that most of the food that you eat should be a plant that when you say the name of it, you can point at it like, oh, it, it's that, it's broccoli. Oh, it's Brussels sprouts. Oh, there's sweet potatoes. Oh, those are navy beans. All right, not, oh, that's a noodle pasta. That's not, you know, while it's, yes, it comes from grain, it's highly processed, so it's not a plant anymore. Feel, you feel me, catch my drift here? So, eat a plant-based lifestyle to drink plenty of water, to have a nutrient-dense plate, which if you eat a plant-based lifestyle, you get that, and have a lot of fiber in the diet, and you want fiber-rich carbs, when you do eat the carbs. So that is how I generally view eating. Now, 
Let's get to the fun part. First, number one, consistency. People often struggle with being consistent at what they're doing. People will jump off the deep end to get into being keto. Jump off the deep end into um, eating all plants and cutting out meat. Dump, jump into the deep end of this fad and that thing. And they're not actually, they don't end up being consistent at it. So when you think about how we eat, we can eat 10,000 meals in a year. You want to be consistent at eating healthy, low-calorie meals. You don't want to go binge off, um, you know, for one week of eating pastries and snacks. And it's like, all right, I'm going to not touch any sweets. I'm going to only eat plants for like 30 days. And then after that 30 days, you get tired of it because it was so drastic from your normal eating that you actually don't end up sticking with it. And then you go back to what you were doing before for like three or four months, and then you're like, oh, I need to get on a new diet. So then you diet for 21 days, and you do a 21-day challenge, and boom, after that, you lost a few pounds, and you're like, yeah, but you actually hated the food that you were forced to eat for those 21 days. So you lost 21 pounds, and you just hate your body because like, wow, you look thinner, you actually hate the food that you eat. So what do you do? You go back to eating the food you ate before, and then boom, you gain 30 pounds this time. And you just play yo-yo all this time instead of finding a style of eating that is, you know, low calorie, high in plants, tasteful, you have some level of, you know, pastries or sweets or desserts or your fatty foods, whatever it is that's kind of your calorie vice. And you have it just as a consistent way of eating, like you eat them on the weekends and you have a little flow. Because then when we need to make adjustments to your eating style, it's actually a lot easier to make adjustments that are small to a really good base than it is to shift into eating you know, something that's unrealistic for you that you can't stick with. So consistency. The other part of this is consistency exercising. Do a 21-day challenge exercising, and then you stop exercising. Instead of finding, you know, maybe your schedule really only allows for you to do a 30-minute workout three times a week, and that is something you can consistently do. Instead of trying to force yourself into, all right, I'm going to go 42 days straight in the gym, and you carve out this time to you're kind of neglecting your kids. Maybe you're not doing your studies as much as you wish or you're not getting enough sleep because you're like, all right, 5 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 a.m., 5 a.m., all right, weekend, weekend, and you keep going and then you do it for six weeks. You look great. You're like, you feel good, but then you crash and stop because that was unsustainable versus, yes, maybe your schedule only did allow you to easily work out for 30 minutes, three times a week. So you do that. You go for a couple walks on the other days. And your weight loss is a little slower, your fitness comes a little slower, but that's something that you could actually do for months and years on end versus something that you could do for six weeks and then you're like, you, you, like, you stopped because you your schedule didn't work out, the challenge was over, and then you put all the weight back on and you lost all the fitness you got. So, consistency. Find an eating style that you can easily do that is obviously healthy that you can do for months on end. I like to think about how can I eat for the next several years? And then the same thing working out wise. Number two, tracking your food. 
knowing what you're eating and having a paper trail of it is a very big benefit to being able to increase your mindfulness of what you're eating and make you uh, aware of what you eat most days so that when someone like me is like, so what do you usually eat? You're like trying to ballpark it and you're probably being inaccurate. And when we have to ballpark these things, especially when it comes with food shame and we shame ourselves for eating too much ice cream, shame yourself for going to eat too much pasta, you might lowball that number to make yourself feel better. Versus if you actually know what's written down, you know how many calories you're taking in, there are wonderful apps like MyFitnessPal where you can track these things. And now you can know, all right, on Mondays I tend to have some coffee and I have a couple apples. Then at lunch, that's where it gets me. I go to the little sandwich shop and I go get a little cheesesteak and some fries on Mondays and Fridays. And then during the middle of the week, I eat pretty well. And then on Saturdays, I just lose it. And Saturday, you might eat a bunch of wings and maybe you're eating you know, some ice cream and you're snacking. And like, oh, you know, I had a couple apples. But because you didn't write it down, you really tried to sell, like, I have a couple wings, you know, I have a good salad, you know, I have a nice healthy breakfast, and then I don't eat the rest of the night. When you write it down, you're like, oh, that's what I do. And when you're tracking your food, thinking about making adjustments and changes, it's easy to know where to make those adjustments and changes versus arbitrarily just trying to do something different. You actually know what should be done different, which is going to set you up for success. Number three, meal prepping. Now, meal prepping ties into tracking food because if you're prepping your food and you're doing your meal prep, it's actually very easy to track it because you had to track it to make the meal prep in the first place. The other part of this is reducing the impulse to just eat anything. When you meal prep, you are now intentionally saying, I'm going to eat these portions of these types of foods and I'm going to cook them ahead of time because if there's one thing that will lead us to the perils of nutrition or lack thereof, it is not knowing what you're going to eat. And me, you know, healthy guy, gym owner, all this, if I don't know what I'm going to eat, the odds of me making a choice that's less than optimal skyrockets, hundreds of percents. When I meal prep and plan my food, oh, I eat as good as the best of them. If I don't, you will find me at your local bakery. You will find me at restaurants. Even if I don't eat anything bad, well, I don't want to say bad, but eat anything unoptimal because like, I do like my pastries. And I will end up there if I don't know what I'm going to eat. I will end up spending so much money on food. I'll go to my Mediterranean places. That's where I like to get my healthy food. Shout out to Aladdin's and Scroll Hill. Um, I just like going there and I love the falafel wrap. And that's one of my go-tos, like Mediterranean food, because it still is generally healthy, but now I'm about to spend $10, $15 on some food when if I had just meal prepped in the first place, I would have spent way less money. And decision fatigue. It's hard to make good decisions later in the day. And making decisions all the time literally is fatiguing. Think about how tiring it is for you to drive and go on road trips. You're not physically doing anything but looking at the road, putting your hands on the steering wheel, pressing the wheel, and it's so tiring. Last year, I flew a plane for the first time. It was a wonderful experience, but I was exhausted after 30 minutes of flying because there's so many decisions and things you have to pay attention to. When you have to go through your day and you sit down and think, where should I eat? That eats up time in your day, 
that also like literally makes you weary in the first place. And if you do that late enough in the day, you're gonna make a poor choice. So meal prepping helps you make better choices about what you're gonna eat. It plans out what you're gonna eat so you can have good portions um, and good uh, actual nutrients in the meals. And it reduces how much time you have to think about what you're gonna eat, which is very disruptive to the day. Number four, you don't have enough plants in your food. I like to draw this big circle for people when they come in for consultation, big circle. I draw a line through it. That's your plate and the top half of that should be vegetables. Now, why is that? Having mostly vegetables, they're clunky and they're awkward and they take up a lot of space. So that actually decreases how much other food you can put on the plate. Vegetables are also inherently low in calories. Vegetables have high fiber contents, which can increase your fullness. Vegetables also are densely packed with nutrients. And there are some really good research papers out there that show that your brain will actually signal hunger less when you are eating nutrient-dense foods. Because think about it like this. This is something I love telling people because I did this as a kid. You can eat a bowl of rice every hour of the day and not get full. You can wake up at 8 and eat rice at 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Every hour of the day, eat a bowl of rice and not get full. Why? Because you didn't actually eat anything. You just ate some calories versus when you eat um, vegetables, you eat and your brain is satisfied because it got the nutrients that the body needed. So it's like, all right, you got enough veggies, you got enough of the nutrients, your B vitamins, vitamin A, your minerals, um, you know, whatever else that your body needs, you got that. When you eat a bowl of rice every day, you actually haven't put any nutrients in. So you're still hungry because your brain is basically telling you, yo, I mean, I like that you brought me some calories, but you didn't actually give me any nutrients. So go try again. You go eat some more rice. All right, you know, thanks for the glucose, but go try again. And so your hunger is basically, or your just your desire to eat is like, all right, go try again. Go give me some nutrients. Go try again. Go give me some nutrients. Go try again. And so when you eat poorly nutritious foods, you're just forced to keep eating and drinking over and over again. Versus when you get something that's really well packed, the desire to eat can go down hormonally because your brain got what you, got what you needed. Number five, you're not doing enough strength training or you're not doing enough cardio. You need both of these things. Cardio is a good way to build the actual endurance for you to just kind of get through your day, get through your life. Your heart can get stronger. You can get better blood flow through your muscles and through your body. And having increased blood flow can increase how well the nutrients get through your body, how well you can get the waste out of your body, and increase your vigor and vitality just as a human being. Strength training is also great for actually building the look that you want. If you do a bunch of cardio and you lose weight, you just start to get thin. If you strength train while you do all this, you're able to actually build some muscle so that you can have a more defined and curved look about yourself, which when you think about what's often pleasing to the eye, 
it is having the right muscular curve in the right places and strength training is what can deliver that. And so as you lose the weight, you're actually able to take on a better shape, a more optimal shape. Um, and also it's just another means of being able to optimize your body's health. Bones get stronger. You're able to be more functional throughout the day. And I want to go on a quick rant here. Functional fitness is not doing a bunch of random ass exercises that look like, you know, putting your suitcase up on the plane or simply being able to bend in this way or do this little weird movement. It's often about just being stronger and being more durable. When you are stronger, if you think about deadlifting, deadlifting is the act of picking dead weight up off the ground. You do that a lot. If you can deadlift well, you can pick things up off the ground well. If your legs are strong, that means you can carry things better. If your shoulders are strong, you can lift things better. Functional fitness does not have to be full of a bunch of awkward looking exercises that don't actually make you stronger. They just look like lunge, weird lungy things or weird rotating things. Now, I'm a big advocate of doing rotational training because it does help with spinal health. Uh, for regular people, it helps with your spine health, hip health, and improving your overall kind of balance and coordination. But there are simple things that can be done that can actually be looked at as like, oh, that's an improvement in strength. And just getting strong will help make your life easier and more functional. Anyways, so getting enough strength training in to improve your fitness and your ability to get through life and is also a, another mixture of burning calories and building muscle in the right places. So as you lose the fat, you look like something. Now, coming down the stretch here, number six, you are too focused on the dieting and fad hopping versus having a lifestyle that is healthy and optimal. So this kind of goes back to the consistency point. You need to be able to eat and train in a way that is fitting for your life for the next 10 years. Now, that may mean that you adjust your life around your fitness because that matters, that you want to live a good, strong, healthy life, right? That matters a little bit more than working those extra 12 hours or that extra hour of Netflixing that's not bringing you anything. Like you're, a couple hours of work might bring you something, but if it's not like your passion job, what are you getting out of it except for like, what, an extra 40, 50 bucks uh, you know, a day versus being able to take that hour and improve your longevity, your vitality, um, and your stress management. And so, and, or if this could get worse, if you just spend that extra hour binging Netflix, watching YouTube, scrolling the gram, and it's like, you could have spent that time improving your life. So when it comes to those kind of things, you can adjust your lifestyle around your fitness because your health should be a very high priority in your life. And this matters a lot. So that may be waking up earlier. That may be having a conversation with your job or your business like, yo, I'm going to start my day later so I can work out in the morning. And creating a lifestyle that says, I'm going to eat at these times. I'm going to make sure I pack my food. I'm going to make sure that these are the days I go out to eat and putting some structure in your life because I'm a strong advocate of discipline equals freedom. 
And that sounds counterintuitive to people, but when you live a disciplined lifestyle, it actually allows you the freedom to be who you want to be. I'm going to say that again. When you live a disciplined lifestyle, it gives you the freedom to be who you want to be. When you are just flying by the whim all of the time, whether that's just as who you are as a person, I'm going to just do this thing and that thing and have no boundaries with it, or when it just comes to food and I'm going to eat this, I'm going to eat that, I want this, I'm going to try this fad, I'm going to try that fad, versus having a flow, you never actually become something. Versus now, when you say, I'm going to have these boundaries on, the type of food that I'm going to eat, I'm going to have these boundaries on, I'm going to eat these wonder these tasty snack foods, but I'm going to say I'm going to eat them on Wednesdays and Saturdays, not just whenever I feel like it. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to work out Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 in the morning or at 7 at night, and then I'm going to do every other Saturday of some boot camp or something like that, and you put that structure on your life, you actually start making progress to being this type of person that you want. I mentioned 10,000 meals in a year. Think about 365 days, three meals a day. You get, my, get the picture here. So when you now become this, this person who has discipline, you say, I want most of my 10,000 meals to look like this. A year later, now your health, your fitness, your physique is in a different place because you're thinking about having a lifestyle. Now you can become the person you want. Versus you put no forethought into how you're going to live. And so you actually don't end up becoming who you want to be, yet you have, quote unquote, freedom of choice. Freedom of choice will lead you down some bad places if you don't put your own boundaries on them. True freedom is the freedom to give yourself your own boundaries. So that is... My, seven, my six reasons why you are not losing weight. And number six, if you have a less than optimal life, oftentimes, you know, barring external factors affecting you all the time, number six is often a big factor that separates being able to have a life that develops into what you want versus you just kind of flying by the seat of your pants and taking whatever comes. So that's my uh, story for today. Leave a comment, tell me what you think about those six. Which of those do you struggle with the most? Which of those do you do very well with? Um, shout out to uh, my jersey right now. So I'm wearing um, my jersey for the AUDL. I played professional ultimate frisbee. This year would have been like my real year of playing. Played a couple games last year. Had the jersey on one. Shout out to the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds. Hope all my teammates are still training and having a lifestyle that moves them towards being the type of player that they want to be and the type of person you want to be. Hey, so make sure you like, subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, training well done. I am about to go to Baltimore today. I have another podcast I'm working on you should totally check out. It's called The Black Codes. We're gonna, I'm doing it with a friend, and this podcast discusses different aspects of history, uh, especially through black history and different aspects of things that people don't know about in American history and even other parts of world history as we move along through this story that have very big prominent roles in today's society that are not discussed as much as they should. So it's a lot of fun. Um, It's a little longer. It's conversational, very laid back, and you'll enjoy it. You'll learn some things. So check it out. I'm about to go down there to go shoot that podcast with my co-host. Make sure you share this again 
Check out the other episodes. Stay tuned for every Monday, a new drop of Training Well Done. And also, this is my, if you're watching the video, GHP bucket hat. So shout out to Parkour Athletic Apparel. If you want to grab you a GHP bucket hat, click the link in the description and go grab you one of these and shoot me a photo on the on on the gram of you sporting your GHP bucket hat. Okay, so enjoy your day. This is Labor Day weekend, so I hopefully you enjoyed your Labor Day. By the time you hear this, it'll be after that. And stay safe. Love people. Do right by somebody and make somebody smile. Peace.